For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with me, Robbie Musto, and him, yes, him over there, Robbie Earl. Uh, later in the show, we certainly will uh, preview the big derby games from tomorrow. Manchester United host Man City, uh, and before that, the Merseyside derby, Liverpool host Everton. But let's start, Robbie Earl, with the games today, Saturday in the Premier League. And let's go to the game that's probably provided the biggest surprise, the biggest headline. It was West Ham United beating Chelsea 1-0 at home at the London Stadium. Mm. Uh, a really below-par performance from Chelsea. And here's Chelsea defender Gary Cahill with his thoughts afterwards. We, was, we, were, we were miles off it. I felt we were miles off it from the start of the game. You know, we've been tight of late and that's a, that was a poor goal to concede, but we still had plenty of time to get back into the game. But that kind of laboured start carried on throughout the game, I felt. We just didn't play our stuff. Yep. And you know what? It's becoming a little bit of a habit, Robbie Musto. I know they were, they were in good form, but we watched a game, I think it was last weekend, against Newcastle, where started sloppy again against a Newcastle team that, that weren't great and they got back into the game and were able to win it. But today, when they put their foot on, on the gas, when they wanted to go to another gear, it wasn't quite there. Maybe you know, a couple of chances later on in, in the game. But I think the question is going to be asked about this Chelsea group, and, and we'll, also, we'll go on to giving West Ham some credit. But yeah. I think the question is going to be asked, is this squad deep enough to cope with Champions League, which they've had midweek, and Premier League, and be at the right level? Or is there a mentality issue with this group that we've kind of seen go up and down a little bit? And Gary Cahill was very frank and very honest there and said, we weren't really at it. I'm not sure about the mentality I'm thing, I'm asking Rob. a question. Yeah, I'm just... I'm not really sure that that's mm -hmm. the reason why... Uh, they didn't win this game. Um, I think. So, so just before, I, I know you want to make your point, and, yeah. and I'll let you, but just before, so why why does the captain come out and say that it wasn't good enough and, and, and they weren't out? Where does that come from? Well, I think all teams, Rob, have a, have a bad day. Yeah. And this was a bad day. They're not going to win every match. West Ham United were fired up under David Moyes, and we're going well, to he, talk about him. Would he not him. say that then, Kale? What are you not saying, ah, oh, we had a bad day today? Why, why, would, why would he use those words? Those words seem to me as though he, he was kind of sending a message. Yeah, their bad day yeah. means that they started slowly. And, and, okay. and he said that, and I think you're right. I think they have started slowly before. Mm. I just I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to tie it into this group of players has a problem. That no, when they've I'm won the title, the question. people people will ask that. Well, that's question, what you're then. thinking. You're thinking no, that this I, squad haven't really got the guts to to, to 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 get at it again the next season, be consistent. Now it's hard. No, to... I'm asking the question because that's what people will ask. Is is this what what this squad lacks? Is is this squad a bit up and down? And you're saying no. Well, and, 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 listen, and I'm saying that, that all teams are a little bit up and down. Correct. This is this is a correct. this is a Chelsea little performance that that hasn't been great. It wasn't long. It was probably last week, Rob, where we were saying full marks to Chelsea. Antonio Conte's pulled this team around. Mm. There was talk about firing the manager, and the players can't mm. do this. The players can't do that. And last week was really good. I mean, yeah. I know they started slowly, but they they show the metal to come back and win the game. They didn't do it today. Yeah, I, I would tend more to think about 
the other thing you said there about the Champions League, they only made one change from Tuesday's Champions League game uh, at home against Atletico Madrid. That the manager went into that thinking, we got to win this game to finish yeah. top of the group, so we don't get the possibility that they've got now of, mm -hmm. a, of, a, of a really difficult round of 16 game. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't work because they drew and they finished second. To the, now they're in trouble. I, I thought today they looked a little bit tired. And and maybe, maybe they thought, but going to West Ham United, that, that it wasn't going to be that difficult a match. The West Ham are second bottom uh, and it was three points for the taking. But it wasn't. And it, it wasn't a great performance. Um, you know, Azar was, was, was they, they tried to go through the centre a lot, I thought, where West Ham did their homework and were very strong there. It just wasn't, it just wasn't a great performance from them. It's a slow start. Um, it, it, they, they, and I said at halftime, Rob, I didn't mm. see them turning it around because West Ham was so good. And I think that's the point now. Like, yeah, we've talked about Chelsea. Let, let's put the, the boot on the other foot. West Ham, you know, they've been in for a lot of criticism of late. David Moyes yet to get his first win. Three defeats in a draw in his first four games. Made a big call today, left Joe Hart out of the team, put Adrian in, and got a performance. For me, it was the first building block for, for, for David Moyes, uh, coming off a decent performance, I have to say, against Manchester City, but in the end, they lost the game, albeit a, a late goal. Mm. It was the first building block that I think he puts down solidly and says, there's the start of, of what I want to do. There's a benchmark for what I want from this team in David Moyes' style. OK, so let me pick you up on something. So today, yeah. you said before the game, I believe, yeah. that... When David Moyes announced as manager yeah. that the players in the dressing room were probably WhatsApping a big group and saying, Correct. Correct. Really? Correct. Da David Moyes is going to be and on you're telling me, And you're telling me they weren't. Well, you've I, been in a football club. <laughs> you've been in a dressing room. You're telling me they're not. Because I'm, what I'm doing I is telling little, you the truth. I thought that was a little unfair, Rob. No, but I'm, I'm a, not sure I'm, they're, they're that down on the new guy walking in. I get your point, and I know your point, that it's not a fantasy name. I, I'm talking about players. I'm talking about players. Yeah, so am I. Honestly, in a, in a WhatsApp group, what do you think the, the WhatsApp message said then? When, when we, these are WhatsApp messages, it's not going to ever be heard by the manager, not going to be seen by any public. What do you honestly think <laughs> that that group said? Uh, oh, great. We've got no. David. Listen, so what, I'm not saying it's so going to be great. So what do you great. think it says then? Well, I think it says, well, this isn't, this isn't brilliant, but he's, he's, you know, we've got to give the guy a shirt. <laughs> exactly what I say. Emoji no, with a T. No, I, I don't think it was that. I, I, thought, I think you've been a little harsh on this appointment, and I understand, Rob, and, and of course there's a bit that agrees with you to think, well, this wasn't an incredibly amazing appointment, but I think we should give him a little bit more credit, a little bit more benefit of the doubt of what he's done at Everton Football Club. I know United, I know Sociedad, and I know you Sunderland, know mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I get that. I just think it's a little bit too early to, to write off his chances I, of actually doing something at, at West Ham. Listen, I'm not writing off his chances. I'm saying it's not the appointment I would make, and I think... Why not? I, why not? Because I don't think... He looked to me like the fire's gone out of his belly. Well, that's, that, that's so, the biggest point. But, 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 but today's performance yeah, and the last we've one had, you said... We've had one performance Doesn't that today. show? You said two. You said City was better. Yeah, City was better. Aren't you seeing... You just said about a building block. So that's he's, why he's I jumped put, on he's you. He's put one building block in place today, I've said. Listen... Isn't that a good how, sign that the players a, are working for him? It, it is a good sign, but that's got to be continued, Rob. It's I no get use that. putting that building block down and then the next two or three games we, we see the drop-off again. Yeah. So can he keep that intensity yeah. going? Can he keep that, yeah. that cl the clean sheets? Can he get on out of it in Lanzini as we saw? today on the ball in areas of the pitch can we see that work rate and effort in that no making individual mistakes keeping clean sheets that gives them a chance that's what i'm asking and i'm not saying i want david moyes to to, to fail i'd love david moyes to succeed because because he, he i knew the guy when he was at preston before he went to Everton. yeah but what i'm trying to say is 
his, his body language, the noise coming out, and, and his, 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 his relationship with his players didn't look right to me at, at the start of his tenure. Well, I mean, you're talking about having to do it again um, Wednesday yeah. at home, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. So that's a big ask to put that much effort into the game as well. Um, but they've got to do it. And I think the fitness thing is a very important part. Yeah. He said the team weren't fit when he went there. He commented that um, in, a, in, a, in a one of those early games, the players looked gassed, looked tired with 15, 20 minutes to go. That's not normal. So organisation, work rate. And I think the players there, Rob, uh, have got enough quality to, to, to get the job done to avoid relegation. Just one thing on, on signings, Rob, because mm -hmm. we heard David Gold come out and say, that he isn't happy about yeah. or wasn't happy about certain players that have come in. Some of them were, were Bilic's signings. Some were his own signings. The only thing I would say, and I'm going to list a few players here that, were, that have been linked to the football club. Danny Ings, Johnny Evans, Theo Walcott, William Carvalho, Jack Wilshire. Now, mm. I'll, I'm just going to say this thing, and something that somebody said to me a long, long time ago, be careful signing players taking a step down to join yeah. you. Mm -hmm. And I think there's been a few of them at West Ham United that feel that it was a step down. Um, and would this, add, you know, it's all right getting these named players, but do they really, when, the, when, it, when it really counts, are going to want a fight for a club if they feel they're having a step down? I just think it's, be careful of, 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 of trying to you. bring in these name signings I, I, again. I think Danny Ings might look differently because I think Lone coming player. from Burnley, yeah. I think, I think okay. he, he, he might have it. I get you that the Theo Walcott's and that will almost Jack can, Wilshire. Yeah, you can get players who come to your football club who almost think they're doing you a favour. Right, exactly. Who are not as committed. Exactly. If you go down at the end of the season, they'll be back off to, to their parent club and not and don't matter. So that window is obviously a difficult yeah. one as well. But signings will be interesting. I'm sure yeah. David Moyes January. wants to get to the window yeah. and take a few points. But credit to David Moyes and West Ham United today. For Chelsea, the reigning champions, they look like they've played themselves out of this year's title race. Next, we'll turn to the bottom half of the table where Christian Benteke broke rank Ooh. and fired a blank. This is Two Robbies <laughs> Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC, uh, NBC Sports Radio. Now, Robbie, let's get to the game that provided the most emotion, the most anger and the most controversy. Crystal Palace at home against Bournemouth. Now, let me set this up. 2-2, two -two, going into stoppage time. Crystal Palace earn a penalty. Now, they already had one penalty converted by Luka Milivojevic, the designated penalty taker. In stoppage time, they get another one, and for some reason, Milivojevic doesn't take it. Christian Benteke forces himself to be the guy to take the winning penalty kick, he thinks, and he misses it, and it costs his team points. Now, lots of anger, lots of emotion. Let's first of all hear from his manager what he had to say about the incident after the game. We are frustrated, especially when you see a penalty missed in the last minutes of the game and by somebody who's not been designated as a penalty taker but has decided at the last minute that he is the man to take the penalty. I think if you do that, you've really got to score them. Otherwise, you, you risk the wrath of a lot of people, not least of all your manager and your coaches and your teammates. Well, and Robbie Earl. And don't get me started because, Robbie Musto, when you're in a relegation battle mm, and you have a game plan, and you have certain responsibilities, whether that's picking up from corners, whether that's defending set pieces, whether that's playing offside, whether that's the way you're going to play, you stick to the game plan. And if you are in a position where people start putting themselves before the team, let me tell you what happens to, to, to those people. You get relegated. And today, Christian Benteke put himself before the team because for him to go and grab the ball off Luka Milivojevic, who scored four of his last four penalties, by the way, 
Benteke's missed three of his last three penalties, by the way. And as he's taking the penalty, we're watching it, Robert, and, I, and we're, I'm saying to you, I can see his heart beating. This, this guy's not a confident <laughs> penalty taker. He goes up, he hits the softest penalty yeah, I've, I've awful, ever seen awful to, to win a game. And Palace lose not only two points that, that feels like a loss when they end up drawing 2-2, but more than that, the momentum that they had going, that they were off the bottom of the league, that they'd be now joint with, with the, the teams yeah. above them, and they'd have a great chance within the next week, week of being out of the bottom three. That's why you cannot ha- allow what Christian Benteke did to, 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 to just go and say, well, if he scored, it's been all right, or you know what, he was really brave to do it. It's nothing to do with that. Here's a player who's broke rank, who's took it on himself to do what he wants for his own benefit. He hasn't scored in 12 Premier League games now, going back to last season. And he decided he wanted a goal. And so instead of letting the designated penalty taker take it and probably score, Mm. he he takes it on himself and he misses it. Listen, I I don't disagree with what you're saying there. Um, He shouldn't have taken it. The only thing I would say, Rob, is that this has happened before where people have broke rank, taken penalties and scored. And I get, because he didn't score, he now is going to feel the wrath of, of everybody at the club, the fans and, and players, managers, coaches, staff, etc. And I know it's, a, it's hypothetical, but if he, if he grabs that and he sticks it in the top corner and they win, is all of it, is, is the action justified because he scores? Not for me, no. Because, because Even if know, he scores? Well, let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you is why. There's an element of bravery that he says, you know what, give me the I'm, ball. I'm not sure it's bravery because, by the way, he, he doesn't look confident when he takes But But I, I, I accept your point. Where I go with this, Rob, is that the moment you start disobeying orders, the moment that you say, pick, pick the centre-back up from the corner kick and, and Benteke says... Things happen know, in a game. Let me be devil's advocate. Things happen. Of course oh, you do. know what? I, I don't, he's, he's, he's doing really great of set pieces. Let me switch with you. Or why don't I go on the near post? You mark my man. Things yeah, change the, the, in a game. Are agreed, things change yeah, in a game. They, those are agreed things between the players. But we had pictures of the other players, Rob, yeah, look, look. looking at, at, at saying to Millivoy, go and get the ball off him. Saying to Benteke, don't take it. It's obviously come from the manager. The players know it, yeah. but Benteke took it all, all on himself. And I'm saying to you, and, and I hate going back in yesteryear, but if that's a Wimbledon dressing room and Benteke takes it, let me tell you what's happening now. Full-on row, full-on fight. I mean, you, we cannot have that. In a team that, that's based on togetherness and spirit and that you cannot have people who take it on themselves to to, to put themselves before the, the, the benefit of the group and just finally on that i mean now looking forward rob how it affects Where does he go? him with his teammates uh with the manager with, with the, the coaches fans. he, he has put himself under a, a, a lot a lot of pressure now going in, going into the next uh game they go watford what don't have they, they got they got watford at home i'm saying to you robbie me... if he bangs in a couple of goals all is forgotten no and I'll tell you where I'd go with this, Robbie Musto. I would drop him for the next game. And, and, you're, yeah, I know, you're, and you're saying yeah, I'm hurting myself. Hurts. That might okay. hurt the team, well, let, let The chance ta- of that team winning okay. a game. And, and I'll, I'll let me caveat why I would drop him. One, 12, ga- 12 games. I haven't, haven't seen a goal. Two, sometimes in a season, I think you have to make a move and a mark that, 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 un- that underlines who you are and where you are and that there's only one manager at a football club. And if you drop him for, for the first half and put him on second half, I think it has a massive effect over the group and the team. And it says, you know what? We're in this together and you have to be part of the fight with us. And if you're not, you ain't, you ain't part of it. Earl fired up. Proper fired Love up. Love it. That, Love that, it. That, 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 that goes back and to it, my Wimbledon it, days yeah. where we, you can't have anyone who no. breaks ranks because if, no. if you're not with the group, we, we can't get the win. Let's, let's, let's move on to other games from today that we yeah. want to just t- touch on now before we get into the preview, previews of tomorrow. 
Um, Spurs, back on track. 5-1 winners against a really poor uh, Stoke performance. Yeah. Harry Kane scoring goals. Hummingson, man of the match. Thought he played really well from the left-hand side. Delhi, mm, better, but still not great. What was your biggest takeaway from this one? Um, that everybody who's struggling, try and get Stoke if you can, because they, they, they just can't defend at the moment, Rob. Yeah. They're, they're, they're 35 goals they conceded now, and most of anybody in the, in the league. Great to get, I think, Harry Kane get himself a couple. He missed a good chance, didn't he, at 1-0 in the first half. And you're just wondering whether he was, was going to get, get yeah. things right. But, listen, if you can get Deli Alley going again and they yeah. can kickstart, you know, Spurs are a team who can get they, on they those got, kind of runs, can't they? They got Brighton at home yeah. on Wednesday, another game at Wembley against mm. a weaker side. Did a great job today. And then, <clears throat> then the weekend after, Manchester City away. So, so bigger games coming up for Spurs. I want to touch on Newcastle yeah, United. I know this one's cool. Um, 3-2, they lost at home yeah. against Leicester one City. 1-0 up again. Yeah, 1-0 up. Newcastle United, Rob, and I'm going to cut to the chase. They're a championship squad, okay? They're a championship squad. With, they a, with desperately, a Champions League manager, by yes, the way. Yes, with a desperate, desperate, desperate need for the takeover to happen before January. Yeah. This squad needs reinforcement. I really, really fear weeks, for them. Four weeks that you think that, that can be done. Well, I, I, it, Rafa Benitez suggested in his press conference that he has no assurances... Mm -hmm from Mike Ashley that if the takeover doesn't happen that he's going to get funds he doesn't think he's going to get any funds that's a massive problem because his squad isn't good enough for the Premier League Rafa Benitez came out I think it was last week Rob and said we cannot compete transfers or salaries with Brighton well, that, Huddersfield and Burnley and well, let me just before takeover be, before takeover but, but let me just ask a question 50,000 people turn up in that stadium and pay a certain I've amount of money. I've got no idea, mate. I've got and, and, and no idea. Where, where, yeah. where is, is the money going? You, you, you know, you, you can't compete with Brighton. You yeah. can't compete with Burnley, can't Huddersfield, Bournemouth, who, who can't get 20,000 people in the stadium. And the, and the fans are amazing today. Oh, and Rafa Benitez, he's been honest with them, Rob, and he said, you know what, we have to maximise what we've got. We have to use you supporters. Mm -hmm. We have to have our players playing at their very best. And, you know, it, it, this isn't about the manager in some ways. It's about the squad. He is an excellent manager. Yeah. And he's, doing a, he's doing a good job with Newcastle United, but they are drifting down the it, league is badly. It, is, is there a point if this, if this takeover doesn't come and he doesn't get the money? No, he's not. Gonna, what he, are you going to say? Well, does, does he look at it? Does, you know, it, could he be tempted out of there by, by somebody else? If, if the takeover doesn't happen, if he doesn't get new players and they, God forbid, go down, yeah. he do, he's like, you know what? I have stayed with you. I've tried my best. This isn't happening. I'm off. And but do, you, do you know what? They I think need in, the in money. those circumstances, the Newcastle fans would almost understand it as well totally. because he, he's giving it a go, Annie. And he yeah. said, give me something in the wind. They've got to do loan business, Rob. They've got to be smart with who they bring in and use all, all, all of his network. It's yeah. going to be, yeah. I mean, they need uh, the money. An interesting two or three weeks now for Newcastle. On a day when lack of discipline cost Crystal Palace three points today, discipline's going to be certainly something Sam Allardyce's Everton are going to need when they travel to free-scoring Liverpool tomorrow in the 229th Merseyside derby. We'll talk Liverpool and Everton when we get back. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies on NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. Now, Rob, let's get to... A super, super Sunday. Three brilliant games. We're going to preview two of them. Arsenal uh, at Southampton as well. The first game tomorrow, kicking off at 7am. Then at 9.15am is Liverpool versus Everton. Sam Allardyce's Everton. Is he going to have a plan to stop this pretty amazing Liverpool front line? Well, what we know about Sam is he always has a plan. And mm. if I'm not mistaken, I think he's the last 
League manager to leave Anfield with three points when he went there with Crystal Palace and won 2 1. So he knows what it takes to go there. Albeit Liverpool are in outstanding form right mm. now. What in, in the last couple of games, they've got 12 goals in the last two games, seven in the Champions League, five in, in the Premier League against Brighton. So goals all over. The Fab Four flying at goals and movement and, and all kinds of threat. But Sam will sit deep, absorb pressure, look to counter-attack. And I think it's important why the likes of Tom Davies, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, just a goner may well be in the team in that five in midfield so that they've got a counter-attack threat. Yeah. And you mix that with the likes of Rooney and Sigerson who can get on the ball. And that's where Sam will see a way. Also set-pieces, Robin Musto. Sam Allardyce is big on set-pieces. We saw him work at Crystal Palace, didn't we, when we went to, to England. <laughs> yeah. Set-pieces are important. And he yeah. knows that's possibly a, a weakness for Liverpool. So it'll be basic from Sam, but it's the only way Everton go into Anfield and get a result. On Thursday, they played Limassol away with a totally different mm. team. He didn't go, so did the he? first team players have been yeah. the Finch Farm training ground, I mean, I know the manager went away for a medical check, yeah. um, but I'm assuming he spent most of the time you know, with the team Training. for this match. Are you okay with Tom Davis, a 19-year-old, playing in the derby? Yeah. Are you okay with Wayne Rooney uh, playing in a mid central midfield yeah. role? Are you yeah. okay with Gilfie Sigerson being in the same team as Wayne Rooney? Yeah. Are we going to see Aaron Lennon on the right-hand side? Are we going to see Calvert-Lewin up front? Is it going to be the same team that beat Huddersfield 2-0 on Saturday. Absolutely going to be the same team. Because of what I say, I think it's a mix of good footballing experience, a little bit of quality through Rooney and Sigerson, good legs through the young players. And if they're going to counter-attack, Rob, you've got to have people who can break beyond the ball and, and make things happen. I think in that three they do. It's a back setup that slightly worries me, whether he'll go back two or he could possibly go back three. I think he'll go two. Yeah, does Ashley Williams stay in the team? You know, obviously Holgate's played. Does, does Michael Keane come back into, into consideration? Yeah. You know, big, big calls for Sam he's got to make. I think when you look at the bigger picture, and, and I know this is kind of, this is very present and very mm. current, and, and he'll put a team out that's probably going to be similar to the last league match. Just looking at the lineup in, at Limassol, you've got. Yeah. You, I'm just trying to, to. He's got a lot of players to sift through, Rob, to figure out, to get yeah. an opinion. Between on. now and Schneidlin, yeah. Klassen, mm. Lukman, who scored two yeah, goals and looked brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Morales played, Vlasic played on the right hand side, mm. and some younger players. Bezic played as well. I mean, there's a. It's a big squad at Everton. Lots yeah. of players brought yeah. in. Do you think that this team will change, evolve over time, or are we looking at something he's going to go with now for a few weeks? Yeah, I, I tend to think he, he'll have a look at things. Of course, one or two may change, but I think he'll go with the basis. Sam kind of has a formula, and he tends to stick with that formula and then bring in the right pieces that he'll need to do. He'll do, no doubt be, be working the transfer for a window. He'll bring some in. He might get one or two of those out who d he doesn't think are his type, but a lot of games are coming up. He, he'll keep enough players around him. He'll keep them on side just to give him a chance, but... This is also about Liverpool, Rob. In scintillating form, I mean, is there any way that, that they don't win the game? I think there is a way they don't win the game, yeah. I think Sam will have a plan. I think he'll, he'll block it up, as, as we know he's going to do. He's going to play deep and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think Liverpool are incredibly exciting at the moment. Um, in, in, incredibly fast, great understanding, great combination. Um, I just think the last system was a, was a system change. Mm. Um, and, you know, in, in actually at home against Spartak Moscow in the, in the European game where Coutinho played wide left, Mane played wide right, and Salah played in behind Firmino. And that allowed Wijnaldum, Wijnaldum and, and Emery Chan to play as a holding two, and it worked really well. 7-0 mm -hmm. performance, and it gets those fab four out in the field of play. The only thing I would say, Rob, in, in, before we get too carried away, Spartak, not very good, 7-0. Brighton, not very good, 5-1. Stoke, 
Chelsea, they drew. Sevilla, they drew. Southampton, West Ham, Maribor, Huddersfield. Has uh, their run over the last couple of months been not that bad? Are we getting a little mm. bit, um, you know, a little bit fooled by an amazing front line that actually haven't played any tough games for a little while? No, I think that's been a bit harsh. You've still got to, you know, Brighton have been difficult to, to break down. And where I think about if, if I'm, I'm an Everton fan and I'm looking for a chance... Last time they play, you talked about the Maribor game, they won 7-0 and we were all talking flying. The next game, after that, yeah. they played Spurs and got beat 4-1. And I know that's the last time they, they've lost a game. But in the five Champions League games that they've had midweek, they've only won once well, after, the, after the midweek. So maybe so, we'll get some more questions answered then. Yeah, for, I, for sure. And just but, but let, let, let's think on, about just... And I know we were... The balance of this Liverpool team. Mm. Is, it, is it... Am I of a certain mind where... Sort the defence out, Jurgen Klopp. And by the way, this this team's yeah. good enough to challenge for a title. If, if we're to be believed, and and if you know, maybe I'm wrong about the and it's harsh about the recent performances mm. against teams that, that might yeah. be out in that great, and they are the real deal because they look like the real deal for me going mm. forward. You know, you look at it, Rob, and I'll, I'll throw in. Let me throw in two players that could make this team a championship team. And I, and this is hypothetical, and it's, maybe it's a little bit silly to do it. No. If they had a N'Golo Kante in midfield yeah. and a Virgil van Dijk or, or a mm. different, yeah, mm. a, 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 all right, a okay. classy centre-back. Could they all of a sudden, whether it's Robertson on the left-hand left hand side, yeah. Alexander-Arnold uh, on the right or Nathaniel Fine. Klein, yeah. are they, I, I think, and it's going to be such a shame if Coutinho goes in January, they're not far away from being a brilliant Jurgen Klopp team. Okay, you, you're talking about being stupid. I'm going to be even more stupid. Go and get Duffy and Dunk from Brighton. Stick them <laughs> in the back two. Go get me and Tarkovsky from oh. Burnley. They're a better back four. Go and get Lascelles and Clark from, from Newcastle. And they could be amazing. They, they could make them better. Listen, it, it, we're talking silly time now. So let, let's move on a little bit. So tomorrow is double derby day, when apart from the Merseyside derby, we have Manchester United versus Manchester City. Second versus first. Jose versus Pep. Enough said. Time to discuss when we return. This is Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, covering every angle in the Premier League. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. And before we get to tomorrow's big Manchester derby, I just want to draw your attention to a special podcast. We'll look back at a tragic event this past May that unified the red and blue side of the city. A City United is now available on Apple Podcasts. We're joined by Steve Bauer and Phil Neville, who discussed the history of the derby and what the club's response was to the attack that meant so much to the city. Here's a small taster. Phil, were you surprised how the citizens of Manchester came together in response to the attack? I was surprised, but I probably shouldn't have been surprised. It was out of something so tragic and devastating. I think I think a city showed its true colours. You, you felt proud to be a Mancunian. Robbie, I have to say, mate, that was it was tragic, but it was a fascinating insight into... How a community, whether you supported red or blue, pulled together in such tragic events. Yeah, and Steve Bauer and Phil Neville were so good, Rob, because they know the area so well, they're so close to it, and gave us some, some, fr some fantastic kind of insight into mm. what it was like around the city at that horrible, horrible time. And both of them talked about, Rob, the emotions that's going to be involved in, in the next Manchester derby. It comes tomorrow. Yep. It's Manchester United at home against Manchester City in what some are, decide are saying could decide the title if Manchester United don't get a, a victory. Mm. Where do we start with this one? Jose V. Pep, I mean... Well, I think it's, it's fascinating because it's the best in the world at their management style. Pep Guardiola, expansive, open attacking football. There's nobody better in club in, in the world at doing that. And Jose Mourinho, 
defense first, counter-attacking, pressing, um, winning in that style. There's nobody better than him. So a, a fantastic contrast of proactive versus reactive. Two guys that have, have, have experience uh, of, of each other again, and, and history, I should say, in, in Spanish football, with Barcelona, Pep, and Real Madrid with, with Jose Mourinho. And City, I guess, with the bookmakers, Rob, probably will be favourites to win the game. Yeah. But what's it going to be like? What's the, what's the game plan going to be? And does City's proactive, expansive, mm. entertaining football, is it going to be too much for, for Jose's plan at, at Man United? Well, well, the contrast is huge between the two. And how I, how I simply put it when, when I started doing my little bit of work on this, is that Manchester United can win the game without much possession. Manchester City have to have possession to win the game. Mm. And Pep Guardiola is going to win it with movement, with fluidity, with rotations, with players playing in different positions. We might see some of the most unique player positions we've ever had. So you're Ellis, saying Pep, Pep will change? He could change he his could tactics? change his tactics, rotate his players, full-backs going into midfield, attacking midfield players playing higher. I think he's going to move the Manchester United team around mm. and try and cause Jose Pum. Jose wants structure, he wants fixed points, and he wants stability through his team. That's the way he's, he's probably going to man-to-man three or four players in the Manchester City team who he sees are problems. Yep. I think Pep's going to know that. Right. And I think Pep's going to take those man-markers into areas of the pitch that might cause Manchester United problems. I, I don't know whether Pep will want to change his current successful pattern of play at the moment. I get what you're saying. Um, I still think he might say, you know what, you can do what you want to do, Jose, mm. because we My believe in what we do. I think Herrera will come in for poor Pogba. Yep. Pogba, of course, suspended and, mm. a, and, a, and a really important miss for Manchester United. But Herrera will come in and I think he will do a man-to-man -man job on Kevin De Bruyne. Mm -hmm. Jesse Lingard will come in the midfield a little bit deeper and I think will be close to David Silva ready to run off of him when they win the ball back. And the wide players of Antonio Valencia and Ashley Young, if it is going to be Young, it could be Damian on that side to say, you know what, Sane and Sterling, they've been brilliant for City. Brilliant at getting behind the fullback. You two do not, in whatever circumstance, let them get behind you. Mm. And between those three or four cut-offs, he will hope that, that they will win the ball enough times and stop those players that they'll get a chance on a counter-attack. And I, and I absolutely think they will. Jesse Lingard, Herrera, and Martial and Lukaku who I hope jo uh, Jose will play up front, mm. will get opportunities on the counter-attack because City will try and try and play and there will be times where they turn the ball over. OK, let me throw in, and, and I don't disagree how Jose may set up, certainly look at the targets and it has, has been brilliant through his career and nullifying people in, in big games. Fabian Delph, left full-back, flying down the wing because the, 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 the wingers go narrow. Kyle Walker getting in, into the last third, almost playing like an extra right winger getting balls to bylines, cutting them back into forwards, getting Sterling and Sané into the game, overloading midfield and getting De Bruyne on the ball 20 yards from goal. What happens with those two fullbacks if Manchester City play narrow with their wide players and the two fullbacks can steam on? Nah, you're getting too far into it. You're getting too far into it. They've got Man United with a three at the back have got two spare players. They've got Nemanja Matic that I've not talked about. He won't have a specific job mm. to do. He'll be there just not to... Not the most mobile Nemanja Matic. Yeah, Matic's but he'll be there just the to, to, to close some lanes down, to protect a little bit, maybe take a runner to come through. Mm. That's a quick tactical look at the game. Okay. I, I, let, me, let me get a more simple, simple here. And, and this is what I think could... could, could uh, Mean the, decide the game. Yeah, there you go. Manchester United need this game more than Manchester City. Disagree. No, but but I, I know it. But just let me just. 
often in games that's very, very big and very tight, the team that that really, really, really needs it will will find a way to win the game. Now, Pep Guardiola, you could say that, you know what, if he wins this game, then the title is theirs. Mm. I, I just think that that those players, Rob, when you've got to get off the ground and sprint back to track a runner, when you, you know, you've got to go into 50-50 challenge, you've got to do things that in this game that it will demand. I think those City players might just be a little like, oh, you know what, we've got eight points clear. And yeah, you're not, it, this it isn't going to... I just don't think, even though that City have been on a, a tremendous win streak, Rob, which mm. we should talk about because they're on the brink of breaking yeah. a record, I just win. think the difference, the, the fine margins could be dictated by United, Mourinho, we can't afford to lose the game because I, I think a draw is not, and we might disagree on this, a draw is not a disastrous result for United. And it's not I get, a disastrous result for, for either of them. In some respects, right. everybody can, can, so can keep probably the, the most story. the most likely outcome. Mm. But if there's a winner, I think it's more likely to come from the home team than City. I can't disagree with, with, with your theory. What, what, what I would say, Rob, is that if you're going to win titles, there's certain games. And Manchester United, under Sir Alex Ferguson, the last time they've won titles, no, when's there's certain games where if you go and win that game, if you so you want it just as much. Yes, the chasing pack, you, you're going to say, well, they won a race. And I think we'd all love a race. In some respects, as a neutral, we'd all love Manchester United yeah. to win. To bring, but this ain't fantasy land. This is a Manchester City team who, if they win uh, tomorrow, 14 successive wins will, will break the, the Premier League uh, first-class record mm. uh, of teams on, on winning runs. You've got to remember some of the football they played Less than a month ago, they dismantled an Arsenal team who, who, who we thought were good. I, I just feel that, that Manchester United are not so, going to win so this game. Manchester United is not going to win this game just because they want it more than Manchester City. So you believe that the, the attacking prowess and the, and the super football of Man City is going to overcome the pressing, the, the tactics of, of Mourinho. And that's, a, that's yeah, by the way, this, that's, a, that's this, a perfectly feasible this is, argument. This is where we are. We're, I've seen Jose Mourinho teams, the title so teams, spent a, lot, spent a lot, spent a lot, certainly the Chelsea teams. His back four were magnificent. Right. I'm not sure if this and back I agree four with is this. that level. And that's where I think if Pep can get his movement and his passing and, and his rotations in, I think this, the, somewhere along the line he'll find the gap. As Arsenal, a little bit. I know they lost the game, but they didn't have to give those defending players of United some kittens and, and David De Gea had to come up with some huge saves. So I hear you, and I think that's the fascinating part. Is United's defence good enough, even with a solid game plan, to stop the amazing play of Manchester City? It's going to be a, a, a tremendous game. Can't wait. Yeah, and Paul Pogba is a huge loss. Yeah, but you really say is. Jesse Lingard can... can and Stones, Stones is a loss for City. Loss for, for City. Mendy, yeah. Listen, we don't know what the teams are, but we, we've got a good idea. Listen, we're... We're wrapping things up tonight. We're both going to go straight to bed because we can't wait for the, for the, <laughs> the Derby days to come tomorrow. But remember, for more deba debate, discussion and good old argument, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts to download the Two Robbies show. And when you do, please rate and review the shows. We want to hear from you. But more importantly, let us know what team you support and why you support that team. And we'll read out the best couple of responses on our next Premier League podcast. And finally, for me, thanks to all the good folk at Culver City. We really appreciate, appreciate all the hard work you do. Yeah, thanks to everyone for listening to the show. Look out for a Two Robbies podcast tomorrow where we'll react to those massive derby matches and Arsenal's game at Southampton. Furthermore, we'll record another show midweek after a full round of Premier League fixtures. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good, good night. night.
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.